welcome. Let's all stand to our feet and welcome um, Pastor Matt Sharon to the platform. Would you both want to come up? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you uh, introduce your family. <laughs> all right. And the church said amen. How many of you are happy to be here today? How many of you know the day is the day the Lord has made? And if the day is the day the Lord has made, the Bible says we'll rejoice and be glad in it. So if you weren't happy before you walked in the building, you might as well get a smile on your face now because you're in the building. So the Bible says to rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So if you're happy to be in church, you can be seated. Amen. I would like to say and give honor to whom honor is due, first of all, uh, Pastors David and Vicki. Uh, of course, thank you so much. If you are watching, uh, me and my family, we love you. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here today. And also, Pastors Andy and Miss Caitlin, thank you all so much. Uh, pretty much were, was what, my second dad. Uh, so thank you so much for, for doing what you did to raise me. So if there's any, uh, any imperfections there, it came, it came from him. So I have been arrested as a youth pastor, and it, it came from him. So there you go. Um, and I can continue on for an hour, but that would be a Las Vegas show. So I'm not going to do that today. Uh, but I would like to say, uh, this is my beautiful wife, Angie. Would you please stand up? And she is the brains. Holds the family together for sure, so I love you so much and uh, honor you as well. And my boys, Aiden and Peyton. Aiden is 17. You can stand up. This is Aiden. And Peyton is 15 years old and 17. Wow, it's unbelievable. And um, so I'm so thankful that they're sitting on the front row in church today. Amen. So would you give my family one more big hand? Thank you so much. And also... I would also like to say happy anniversary. They, it's my uncle and aunt in 40 years. Come on, I know y'all gave my hand clap earlier, but y'all can do better than that. 40 years, of, 40 years of marriage, number one. 40 years of ministry, number two. That is an amazing thing. They're generals in the faith. So God bless you. Happy anniversary. And I would like to show you this picture because if you have that, this picture right here, if you don't know who that is, that's my dad on the left, that's Tony, that's my uncle, that's Pastor David on the right. He's looking like, ah, should I do, am I ready for this um, right now? Because he doesn't have his wedding ring on yet. So he's, he's looking forward to that. And that's me right there in, in his lap. So there I am, four years old right there. And I believe I was something called like the ring bearer or something. And I think I dropped the ring. And then all I was looking forward to was the wedding cake. So... I was talking to my aunt a few days ago, and she said, I remember this story when the wedding cake showed up. How many of you have ever been to a wedding, and you, the wedding cake showed up, and you're like, man, it's either going to be good or it's going to be horrible, one or the other, the wedding cake. You know, if it's a beautiful cake, it's usually bad. Um, so I just remember being four years old, and she said, I pulled up a chair. She said, I got a chair away from the table, and I pulled the chair up right next to the table with the cake on it. And I was just waiting for them to cut it. So anyways, happy anniversary to y'all. I love them. I don't remember how good the cake was, but you can give them one more big hand. Amen. I want to read a scripture to you before we pray. And I want to read this pretty much over this church and over your life. And it's found in Philippians 1 and verse 6, and it says this. It says, and I am certain, come on, somebody say certain, that God, 
who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He who began a good work in you, he who began a good work in this church, one translation says he'll see it. Come on, God will see it to a full and flourishing finish. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here to tell you this morning, God's going to see it to a full and flourishing finish. It may not look full now, but it's about to start filling up today. God's going to see it to a full and flourishing finish. So you don't got to look to man. You don't got to look to anybody else. All you got to do is look up and look to God because God is going to see it to a full and flourishing finish. This church, God's going to see it to a full and flourishing finish. Your pastors, God's going to see it to a full and flourishing finish. You as an individual, you as a family, God's going to see it to a full and flourishing finish finish. I'm not sure if you've ever seen anything that was flourishing before, but when something's flourishing, it looks a lot better than when it's dead. I said when something is flourishing, it looks a lot better than something that is dying. And I'm reminded of a plant that my wife has. (laughs) And we moved because we were building a house, so we were in an apartment. And we stuck that plant on the back porch and it stayed there for I'm not sure how long, however long it took to build the house. And it, it looked like it died. And that thing was so heavy to get from the front to the back. I was like, babe, can we just leave it here? We built this beautiful house. And do you really want to take this pot of dirt with us? Can we dump it out and just leave it here? But I, the strong man that I am today... Obviously, I work out. I picked the plant up, hurt my back, walked it to the U-Haul, put it in there, took it to the house. And she thought one day she just got up and she said, well, let me just water this. Matter of fact, she didn't water it at first. Some rain came. And the rain got it wet just a little bit. And a few days later, she saw a sprout. You may not know, and it may look ugly at first, but you may not know what's going on underneath the ground. But if God puts a little bit of water on it, I'm going to tell you it's going to be a full and flourishing finish. And what looked like it may have been dead or dying is about to come back to life again. I wish somebody would look around this church and say, it's about to live again. So she said, well, let me put some water on it. So the next day she, she got up and she began to pour water on it. And all of a sudden it started to sprout up. And all of a sudden it started to get big. And now it's a big green plant that is flourishing and beautiful. And what looked like was dying is now living again. Somebody shout, live again. I know it's 8 o'clock in the morning. But the Bible says, early in the morning shall I seek him. 
come on, it's not just for the afternoon and the nighttime. God is in the building today. So whatever it is that you need, if you would just reach out and take it, it's there. If you would just look up and say, it's mine, I have it now, you can have it. Whatever you're believing for, for you, for your individual family, you can have it. Amen. It's here today. God is in the building. Amen. Amen. Y'all can stay up here as long as you want to, but if you don't stop playing, man, Steve, it's good to see you, sir. Man. Come on, give them a big hand today. Wasn't that so good? Thank y'all for the team. I want to look at Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Yes. Hey. It says this, it says, come to me all who are weary. That word weary means tired or wore out. Has anybody in the room ever been tired before? Anybody ever been wore out? Anybody ever said, I'm so tired. I'm feeling a little tired today. You woke up tired. You went to breakfast tired. You went to lunch tired. You went to dinner tired. I'm going to tell you today, if you've been weary in well-doing, you are about to reap a harvest. It doesn't matter how tired you may feel today physically or spiritually. God is about to wake you up. So weary means tired or wore out. So come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Whoo! Your soul is your mind your will, and your emotions. I'm not sure if anybody's ever needed rest for your souls, but there is rest and strength for your soul today. 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 says this, Pour out all of your worries and stress upon Him and leave them. And see, here's the problem. We pour out our worries and our stress upon Him, and then we pick it right back up again when we wake up in the morning. We leave it at church on Sunday, and then we pick it back up again when we walk out the door, and we go to work on Monday. But the Bible says to leave it there. Somebody shout, leave it there. For He always cares for you. Aren't you thankful for a God who always cares? He's not, a, he's not only always on time, He always cares for you. I'm not sure you've ever been in a relationship before and, and that, that person is like, I don't really care for you anymore. But God said, I always care and I will. Come on, the Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means the God that we serve today at 8.30 in the morning is the same God yesterday. If He healed then, come on, Minister Floyd, He'll still heal today. And if He healed today, I'm going to tell you that He's going to still heal your body tomorrow. He's the same yesterday, today, and He's the God that never changes. The Amplified says it this way, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all your worries, all of your concerns. Check this out. Once and for all. 
Somebody say once and for all. On him for he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. He cares about you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. Peyton, can you come up here for one second? Give my son a big hand as he comes forward. The Bible says to lay aside every weight. And I'm not sure if anybody in the building has ever dealt with any anxiety, depression, pressure, oppression. But that weight, it begins to to weigh you down just a little bit. And then you think, well, I can go to church on Wednesday and then just get a little bit refreshed again. And then I walk out and then uh, it just hits me again. And then another weight just hits me. And I'm feeling like a, a past relationship or a past hurt hurt me. Or, or past failure. And I'm carrying all of these different kind of weights. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter if you've been laying down for however long you've been laying down. Today is your get up and go free day. It's your get up and go free. So no matter what's been weighing you down, God says I'm here today to take off the depression. I'm here today to remove the oppression. I'm here today to remove the anxiety. I'm here today to remove Remove the pressure. I'm here today to remove the sickness. I'm here today to remove. The, I'm preaching like a white boy on fire today. Somebody in the church better respond. You've been laying down for way too long. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's time to get up. It's time to get up. It's time to move forward. Today is your freedom day. And I know you're just getting warmed up and you're just getting used to it, used to me. But here I am, okay? Skinny white guy. Now let's have church today, okay? It's your get up and go free day. I'm not sure how you act like when you're free, but when God sets you free, the Bible says he whom the Son is set free is free indeed. There's freedom in the building today. You may feel like the pressure has you so overwhelmed, you can't get up. But I'm here to tell you, today's your get up day. I said, today's your get up day. Today's your freedom from pressure day. We can live and lead up, we can lead better from a place of rest instead of pressure. I said, you can lead and live better from a place of rest than a place of pressure. So today, let's just be free from the pressure. Let's just be free from the pressure. Let's just cast our cares upon God and and leave them right there. Amen. Amen. Come on, wave at me if you've ever felt any pressure before. Anybody ever felt any pressure? Pressure to perform. Pressure to succeed. To be a good dad. To be a good mom. To be a, a good son or a good daughter, a businessman or a businesswoman. Pressure to be a good husband. Wife, you feel the pressure of thinking you got to please everybody. I'm going to tell you this. If you put your trust in God, you quoted it earlier, lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in everything that you do. He'll direct your path, and you'll be free from pressure if you put your trust in God. Because it ain't up to no man. It ain't up to no president. It's up to God. You put your trust. It's not up to an economy that can go up or go down. I'm going to tell you, God will never go up and down. He stays consistent all the time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to tell you today. 
day if you put your trust in God. One translation says, lean not to your own way of trying to figure the situation out. Then the second part of the verse says, acknowledge God in everything that you do. Come on, what's everything? When you go to sleep, acknowledge God. When you wake up, acknowledge God. When you're eating breakfast, acknowledge God. When you're going to work, acknowledge God. They may think you're crazy, but when you're going to Walmart, acknowledge God. When you're going wherever you're going, acknowledge God. When you sit down at the dinner table, acknowledge God. When you go to bed at night, acknowledge God. In everything that you do, And then the Bible says that he will direct your path. Everybody say, I'm free from pressure. Come on, everybody shout, I'm free from pressure. I'm thinking about the story of Moses in Exodus 14. Can we read the Bible just for a minute this morning? It says this, it says, The Egyptians Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army. All his horses and chariots. His troops, the Egyptians, caught up with the people of Israel, and they were camped beside the shore, across from wherever that is, somewhere. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up, and they panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord, and then they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the middle of the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why'd you even make us leave Egypt in the first place? Didn't we tell you this would happen? Here we go. They're crying out to God and talking to Moses. Didn't we tell you this was going to happen while we were still in Egypt? Then they said, why don't you leave us alone? Hmm. If they only knew what was about to happen. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. See, a lot of people are stuck right there, whining, complaining, blaming this person, blaming that person. You just stuck right there. Why? God, why did you bring me? I'm going to tell you, God did not bring you this far for you to stop now. God did not bring you to the place in your life that you're at right now for you to stop now. No, it is God's will for us to move forward. It is God's will for us to lift our voice. It is God's will for us to stand up for what is right. God did not bring us this far to stop now and whine and complain about everything. I'm trying to. But Moses told the people. Come on, some of y'all just need a Moses in your life. Some of y'all just need a Moses in your life. Somebody to just tell you like it is and and you don't get offended about it. Somebody to just tell you it's time for your little butt to get up and get out the house. It's, It's time for you to move forward. It's time for you to just get a Moses in your life. Somebody just needs to get a Moses. Just one Moses can change your life. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Can you imagine what Moses is thinking in this moment? He's probably like, I don't know what the heck is about to happen, but don't be afraid. Just, I wish somebody would just stand still. Just stand still and just watch God do it. Just stand still. 
just stop moving so much and trying to figure it all out. Just, just stand still and watch. You can watch from a distance or you can get close. I wish somebody would just shout, just stand still. Just stand still and watch God do it. Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight. See, that's the problem. We're trying to fight, we're trying to fight our own battle. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Look at your neighbor and just stay calm. Come on, in the middle of a pandemic, just stay calm. When the world is going crazy, just stay calm. Do you read your Bible? Do you know we're in the last days? Just stay calm. There's something better on the other side of this. Heaven is our home. Just stay calm. And watch God bless you while you're here on this earth. If you just watch and just stay calm. Whoo! You think this is new to God? You think what we're dealing with today is new to God? It ain't new to God. God knew you before you were even born. You think this is new? You think this is a big deal to God? It ain't no big deal to God. Why don't you just do your job and your job is just to stand still. Your job is just to be still and stay calm. Sometimes you got to stay calm in the middle of the storm because the storm is going to come and the storm is going to rage. Just like Pastor Andy was in Tulsa just a few days ago, walked outside, heard the thunder. He probably didn't expect that. You didn't expect just to walk out there. If you did, you would have had your raincoat on and your umbrella. <laughs> However you like to say it. Umbrella wouldn't have helped in that kind of storm anyway. That sucker would have been flipped upside down. You ever seen somebody get out there in a storm like, ah, then the thing goes, ah, then their hair goes, ah. Eyebrows start falling off. Don't make me get on you this morning. Sometimes you just got to stay calm in the middle of the storm when the storm is raging. But when it's over, you'll still be standing, just watching God do what only God can do. In the middle of a storm, he'll calm it. Woo. I'm trying to get through this in 16 more minutes. Okay. Said the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? How many of you have ever been, ah, oh, God, oh, God, would you please, ah, God, I'm never going to be able to leave my house again. God is saying, why are you crying out to me? Why don't you get up and use your authority that I gave you? I already did what I was going to do. I already sent my son. I gave you all power. I gave you all authority. It's time for the body of the Christ to stand up and use your divine authority. You're waiting on God. God's waiting on you. God saved me. God already saved you. God already did what he was going to do. He's sitting up in heaven watching you complain. Stop whining, complaining. Stay calm, look, and watch God move. 
We got to move too, though. We got to do something. We're the body of Christ. We're the church. The building's not the church. It can be a Home Depot next week. You're the church. I pass abandoned churches all the time. You're the church. It's the people that make up the church. Y'all think it's some fancy building. It ain't the building, it's you. Look at your neighbor and say, why don't you be the church? <laughs> Trying to play church on Sunday. Be the church on Monday. <laughs> Trying to play church on a Sunday night. Be the church on Tuesday at your school, in your classroom. Stop playing with God and be the church. That's us. I wish you would take a minute and look around this place and imagine it full. Come on, take a minute and look around. You say, oh, it's an 8.30 service, 8 o'clock service, not going to be full. Why don't you just shut your mouth? It'd be better off if you just keep your mouth shut than let that come out of it. Because the Bible says we have what we say. Look at this church and call it full. Look at your family, call it blessed. Look at your finances, call them blessed. Look at your body, call it healed. Look around at the church and call it full. You know how it's going to happen? Slap yourself. Yes, that's how it's going to happen. We can put the commercials out there, the big old billboards, but you know what's best? Word of mouth. You ever been to a good restaurant? You just posted on social media. That's all you did? You know who looks at it on Facebook? Your, your friends. That's the, your friends already know you're saved. Why don't you get off social media and get out there in the streets? Why don't you get off social media and go to Walmart? When you go to Walmart, tell somebody about church. If you think it's good, you'll tell somebody about it. I believe we can have a full and flourishing year. I believe 2022 can be the best year. Don't wait until 2023. This can be the best ending of a year that this church and your family has ever had. Full and flourishing. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Why don't you tell the people to get moving? Now these people are whining and complaining pretty much like want to whoop Moses. You know what I'm saying? They're like ready to throw bows, like hike the pants leg up, took the shirts off. They're like, let's, let's do this. Moses, you brought me out here to die? This is, what, this is, this is where we're going to die? Well, if we're going to die here, I'm about to whoop you. I'm whooping you before I die. You know what I'm saying? How many ever got in a fight before? You put, you put them up. See, when I got in a fight, they put them down here. I punch them dead in their nose quick. You want to play games right here? Let's play them all day long. Coming quick. Like Tyson. Moses said, why don't you just get up and move? Can you imagine hearing the sound of the chariots coming? The pressure that must have been on Moses to make something happen. When he brings you out of something, he doesn't always let you choose your escape route. It ain't always going to be pretty. (laughs) You're dealing with some of your family, you think it's just going to be a bed of roses and some filet mignon. It may be some McDonald's chicken nuggets and a, and a shake that's watered down. But I'm telling you, God's going to get you out of it. 
I said, God's going to get you out of it. If he did it before, he'll do it again. And if he did it today, he'll do it again tomorrow. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Every impossible situation, the God that you serve says everything is possible. He said he'll provide a way of escape. I said he said he'll provide a way of escape. Come on, I wish somebody would take your word right now and just hold it in the air. What you feel like you can't get through or get over in this moment in your life, if you would just stand still and watch God do what only He can do, just like Moses did when he felt the pressure and he heard all the noise, what he did, he just held up the rod. Come on now, if you just hold up the word, you may not have a rod, but you got a word. You may not have every answer, but you got the word. You may not know every every question, but you've got the word. And when you're in the middle of it, it looks like all hell is breaking loose in your life, and everybody's chasing you and talking about you and wondering why you're doing this and why you're doing that if you just say hey why don't you just get up and follow me and then why don't you get some boldness and stand right there and just hold up the word and say I'm about to cross are you coming with me that's why it's so important to just follow your pastor's voice a God-filled man if he says go we're going I'm not just going to talk about it I'm not going to talk about what he's talking about and say I don't think we should do that I don't think the church should do that why why we're taking up that offering again Because we want to possess the land. You want the world to have all the land? The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. Why don't you just get behind the pastor and when he says let's go, let's go. And just honor his word as if it was God's word. As a God-filled man speaking through. Come on now. Mm. Can you imagine? That was just a side note. If you didn't write it down, there ain't no more CDs. All right? (laughs) Done. Look it up on the YouTube. Yeah, YouTube channel. CDs turned them them jokers into Frisbees. Y'all didn't listen to them anyways. Sitting on your bookshelf, dusty. If you would have kept buying them, they probably would have kept selling them. Just kidding. (laughs) Can you imagine the sense of freedom that was felt when they crossed over to the other side? Come on, I'm not sure what you're going through today, but I got good news for you. You're going through. You're not stuck right in the middle. It's just like the boys in the fire. They were just standing there. Hey, somebody joined them while they were up in there. You can turn it up. Turn the heat up as high as you want to because I know the God that I serve is not going to leave me in this position, but I'm coming through. And when I step out, I'm going from victory to victory and from faith to faith. And when I step out, I'm not even going to smell like I'm just going to dust my shoulders off. Not even got no ashes on me. I'm not even smelling like smoke. See, I'm staying at the Bellagio and every time I walk through the casino, come upstairs smelling like smoke. You can come out of the fire not even smelling like they don't even look like you've been there. Doesn't even look like you've been there. All right, I'm going to end with this story. I'm Second Chronicles, everyone was worried, feeling like they were about to die. <laughs> they were trying to fight the battle in their own strength. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon one man, and he said this. Listen. 
don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. That's a word for somebody in the building at the 8 o'clock service. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. So stop trying to fight a battle that's not meant for you to fight. Mm. Y'all know the rest of the story? Minister Floyd, right? They sent them praisers out. Oh, well, praise and worship is just too long. I didn't like it today because it was kind of loud. But you go to a concert and a Vegas show that will blow your eardrums. But when you come to church, you want to be quiet. It's not time to be quiet in church. It's time to be loud in church. But the lights, they're getting in my eyes. They're hurting me. But the the lights are different on the strip. Oh, but they just hit my eyeballs just right on that gambling machine. I can just sit there all night long and do-do-do. But you want to come to church and say the lights are too bright and the music's too loud. And the white boy that's up there is yelling too much. (laughs) Minister Floyd, he sent the praisers out. There must be something about your praise that does that does something to the enemy. There must be something about your worship that does something to the enemy. Mm. The Bible says, give thanks to the Lord, is what they began to say, because his faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, somebody say moment, they began to sing and give praises. The Lord caused, this is crazy, the Lord caused the armies of all those people to start fighting among themselves. And don't you realize they began to destroy themselves? If God be for you, I wish somebody else would quote the rest of the verse. If God be for you, who in this world can be against you? I'm going to tell you, look at your neighbor, tell the world God is for me. God is on my side. And if God is on my side, then anything is possible. When the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point, here we are again. Why don't we get up on top of the lookout and just look and watch God. Look out point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Let them try to come for me. Come on now. There was so much plunder, y'all know the story, that it took them three days just to collect it all. Check this out. On the fourth day, somebody say fourth day. I'm not sure what day it is in your life, but let it be a fourth day. It says on the fourth day they gathered 
in the valley of blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. And today it is still called the valley of blessing. Come on. The valley that you may be looking at today may seem like it was meant to destroy you, but it very well might be your valley of blessing. You look out and say, whoa, those people, it may look like this is going to destroy me. This disease, this sickness may look like my finances. It just may look like, I'm going to tell you that it's about to turn into your valley of blessing. I said it's going to turn into your valley of blessing. What may have looked like it was meant to destroy you, you might as well jump in the middle of it and watch God work on your behalf because it's about to be your valley of blessing today. Everybody say, it's my valley of blessing. Come on, say, it's my valley of blessing. Come on, they were crying, stressed out in the beginning, and rejoicing when it was over. Come on, you could get over a lot of things if you just wouldn't cry in the beginning. Just rejoice in the beginning. There's a lot of hardships that you go through that ain't meant for you to go through. Instead of crying, rejoice about it. Instead of worrying, rejoice about it. Is there anybody in the building that believes God? Come on, do you believe his word? Amen. So just rejoice about it. When we're at our worst, God is always at his best. You can control the atmosphere of your life through your praise. So I encourage you to praise different. I encourage you to worship different. You can praise your way right into freedom. You can worship better from a place of freedom. Your praise is different when you're free. Come on, that's good. You can worship better from a place of freedom than when you're bound. You can praise different when you're free. I wish somebody would take 60 seconds right now in the building and praise God like you really believe he's on your side. Come on, I wish somebody would take about 60 seconds like you ain't clapping for a golf tournament, but you're praising God because you know that God is on your side. And we go from victory to victory. Come on, take about 30 more seconds and lift your voice today. Come on, if God has been good to you, lift your hands, lift your voice. The Bible says to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God in the middle of the drought. Praise God in the middle of the storm. Praise God in the middle of the pressure. When it looks good, praise Him. When it feels like the worst day of your life, praise Him. Don't ever let the pressure speak louder than the praise. When the pressure rises, your praise has got to rise. With God on your side, we win every single time. Look at your neighbor and say, you win. Somebody shout, I'm free. Come on, somebody shout, I'm free. God gives you new strength for today. Don't try to fight today's battle with yesterday's strength. You got new strength for today. And when you wake up tomorrow, you got new strength again. That's just how good God is. Hallelujah. Quit doing God's job for him. Come on now. Sit down and let me finish. I got four seconds. The promise that God gave you is bigger than any problem that you'll ever face. 
Check this out. Some people are facing things right now, and in six months, there'll be no evidence that it was even there. He knew you would have the problem before you even faced it. Somebody shout, my faith is in God. By the grace of God, you praise your way into a victory. What the devil meant for evil, God's going to turn your situation around. Come on, with the spirit of faith, David ran at the giant. We can fight the battle. We can't fight it in our own strength. No matter how long you've been down, somebody shout, get up. Come on, no matter how long you've been down, somebody shout, get up. Let's leave this place today free. No more chains of bondage. No more anxiety. We're anxiety free. We're carefree. We're worry free. He whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Somebody shout, I'm free. Come on, if you really believe it, shout, I'm free. It's your freedom day. Amen. Amen. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? If you're in this place and you say, Matt, I want to make sure before I walk out of this building today, number one, that heaven is my home. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Jesus died a criminal's death that he didn't deserve for you and for me. Took all sickness, all pain, all disease upon himself. So if you're in this place today, no matter how young you are, how old you are, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to make sure before you walk out of this building today that you're going to heaven. Would you just raise your hand and let me pray for you real quick. You want to make sure before you walk out of this building today. Thank you. Anybody else with me? You want to make sure before you walk out of here today that heaven is your home. If you're watching online, you can type in the chat. Yeah, that's me. I'm going to give you about three more seconds to respond to this invitation. You want to make sure before you walk out of here today that Jesus is your Lord. With those that raised their hand and everybody in this building, and if you're watching online, would you repeat this after me? Say, dear God in heaven. Come on, say it like you mean it. Dear God in heaven. I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. I believe that you died. You were buried and you rose again on the third day. And today, I declare that Jesus is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we give them a big hand today? Amen. Come on, y'all. I want to encourage you.